This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And what are we not going to take anymore? We're not going to take being assaulted and traumatized by our spouses and loved ones anymore. Welcome to this week's podcast. We're talking today on the injustice of domestic violence. This is a very sensitive and tough topic we're going to be talking about today in domestic violence. If you are a uh, a victim of domestic violence, either currently or in the past, uh, just want to warn you ahead of time, we're going to be talking about some difficult things today and hearing some difficult stories, but hopefully it will help you and guide you to, towards your healing. This week I had received calls from four different women within a span of three hours who were traumatized from domestic violence. I heard tears. These women were enduring deep wounds. Uh, from men they should have been able to trust the most, men who should be their safe place in life. However, these men have inflicted serious wounds on these uh, women. I heard from one whose husband had taken her by the legs, held her upside down, and shook her until she complied with his demands. One told me of terrible texts from her husband's and threats on her life because she would not comply with his agenda. Another one told me about sexual abuse from a partner and one told me of having to run with her children from her husband who was stalking her and chasing her with a semi-automatic rifle due to her not complying with his selfish demands. This is the tip of the iceberg. Week after week, I hear stories and witness DV at its worst. And it isn't limited to women. I hear from men whose wives terrorize them because they don't want to give in to selfish agendas and demands of their partner or spouse. Domestic violence is a terrible injustice because it comes from the hands of of the one who is supposed to love and protect someone who is very close to the victim. So today we're going to talk about how do we help people who are victims of domestic violence, what you can do if you are the victim. And we're even going to talk if you happen to be listening and have been guilty of abusing your partner or spouse, but feel repentant for that, what you can do as well. But let's begin by talking about the reality of uh, domestic violence. Look at, at some statistics 
that are in place. On average, in the United States, someone is physically assaulted by an intimate partner every 20 minutes. And this includes both men and women, and that amounts to 10 million people a year. 10 million people a year. One in four women and one in seven women have experienced severe uh, physical assault by an intimate partner. And this includes beating, burning, and strangling. And imagine the fear of that person in that moment. Every 24 hours, there are 20, and I'm going to repeat this one real quick. Every 24 hours, there are 20,000 phone calls to domestic violence hotlines. A couple more statistics here. 19% of domestic violence cases involves a weapon. And only 34% of women who are injured receive any medical care. I've experienced in emergency departments, emergency rooms, uh, in hospitals where uh, nurses have uh, refused to treat a man who is a victim of domestic violence due to non-belief that he is a victim, believing he's the perpetrator, so he's left untreated with his injuries. One in five, or one in 15 children are exposed to intimate partner violence, and 90% of these children are eyewitnesses to physical assault of their parents. And then 21 to 60% of victims lose their jobs due to domestic violence. Murder and suicide rates are very high among DV cases, as well as long-term health effects to the victim. And the various forms that domestic violence can take on is mental abuse, emotional abuse, physical and spiritual abuse. So mentally, uh, the the partner spouse can can demean the other one. The, for example, husband can demean his wife or wife or husband through calling them names, destroying their self-image, uh, and, and just constantly putting them down. Uh, emotionally, they can manipulate their spouse. Uh, and, you know, sexually, they can manipulate them. They can uh, be passive aggressive to the nth degree, withhold things, withhold affection in order to gain certain things, become distant if they don't get their way physically, of course, through assault and then spiritual abuse where there is religious domination of some kind within the home where the the other person who maybe doesn't even believe in that religion or whatever is forced into uh, things through violence and through mental abuse, forced into uh, uh, things religiously that they don't want to be part of, and maybe wearing certain clothes and doing certain things in the home. 
But that's a quick look at that. But let's begin by looking at the positive, because if we're going to say that domestic violence is bad and we shouldn't do it and we need to help people heal, well, it's good to know what the standard is. Because the standard isn't, let's do the opposite of domestic violence, but rather the standard is, what is God's standard for relationships? What do perfect relationships look like? And then that can help us understand where to head. Because we really can't help people out of domestic violence if we don't have a standard to go by of where to lead them to in order to reach God's ideals. So let's look at the divine order of relationships. God has created men and women for each other. But as humans, we live in such disorder. Uh, St. Peter says in his letter, 1 Peter chapter 3, that the divine order looks like this. Wives submit to the husband and lead a quiet and peaceful life where her true beauty comes from within. And husbands, treat your wife gently and honor her. In fact, St. Peter says, if you don't treat your wife gently and honor her, it will hinder your prayers. So your prayers to God are directly tied with how you treat your spouse. The disorder comes when either the husband or wife controls, manipulates, is jealous, beats, physically beats, injures, or talks roughly with their spouse. You know, it is a sin to demean your spouse because your spouse or your partner, if you're not yet married, is is uh, created in God's image. They have the divine image deeply engraved into them. So to do violence, whether it's verbal violence, mental, emotional violence, or physical violence, spiritual violence, to do violence against your spouse is to do violence against God himself. So as the podcast theme is creating a just society right where you are, what can you do? If you find people who are victims, whether they're past victims of domestic violence that's no longer going on, and but they're still traumatized, or maybe they're currently in domestic violence situations, what can you do? for these victims. Well, there's eight things I wrote down here. And uh, first is listen and don't give all the answers. Victims often don't have an outlet to share their struggles. So they've got a lot of trauma and, and, and anger and sadness bottled up inside. They just need somebody to listen with no answers. You know, and the fact is once you begin to hear these very, uh, tragic stories of what our brothers and sisters have had to endure. Uh, you're probably going to find out real quick that you don't have the answers. And so just listen, listen with compassion. Secondly, connect them to vital resources, build yourself a log in your computer, notebook, wherever, uh, and, and just do internet research searches and, and, and talk to, to experts, what's the resources available in my area for victims of domestic violence and, you know, list their names. What does this resource provide and what is their contact information so that you can immediately begin connecting this person to support.
Three, help them get out, either by calling the authorities or a domestic violence provider. There are domestic violence providers who will help people physically get out. It's very secretive because they don't want the abuser to find out what's going on, but they will help the person physically get out. Now, there's a warning to this one. Only do this with the victim's permission. Some people are very, very afraid of the consequences of escaping or exposing the abuser. They're fearful for their lives. They may be fearful for their children's life if there's children involved. So do not call the authorities or a domestic violence provider unless the victim gives you permission, unless there is danger to life right at that moment, then obviously you have a responsibility to do something about it. But if that person asks and says, I really need out now, please help, then uh, offer those uh, resources. Number four, walk with them and be gentle. Uh, don't do things that they're not ready to do. Don't take steps they're not ready to take. Often it takes time for the victim to have the courage to do what needs to be done. So just be patient, be gentle, just walk at their pace. I know you want to hurry up and help them. I know your compassionate heart is saying, I really want this person to thrive. Well, they will thrive in time. So just be patient. Fifth, don't judge. Don't judge them. Even if they show signs that they may have, have pushed their spouse to a certain breaking point, don't judge them because it's never right for anybody to ever do violence to another, no matter what. So don't judge them. Sixth, pray for them because God knows how to heal. God knows how to lead them to the path of thriving better than you do. So pray for them and rely on God's leading. Number seven, remind them of God's love. Just keep reminding them, Hey, God loves you. God delights in you. And I love you. I delight in you. I thankful that you exist, you know, but be very careful because victims of domestic violence have a lot of triggers and sensitive places and they're very vulnerable. So be very careful with your words. You don't want to cross boundaries in that vulnerability, but you do want to remind them, Hey, God loves you. He delights in you. I'm here for you, but keep your boundaries because it can be very easy with victims of domestic violence to cross certain boundaries, not meaning to, it just happens because they're so vulnerable at that moment. So you got to be very, very careful with how you walk. Number eight, finally, open a DV center in your neighborhood. Open a center for domestic violence, even if it's your parish, if you're a Catholic church or if you're a Protestant church, open your church to being a refuge for victims of domestic violence or open something somewhere in your neighborhood that's disguised. You don't want to advertise, hey, victims of domestic violence come here because abusers can read <laughs> oftentimes. So you want to be disguised, but still... Uh, Create a, a center for victims of domestic violence. It must, got to keep some things in mind. If you do do that, it must be a safe place. In other words, very secured. It's got to be emotionally safe, mentally safe, physically safe. It has to be a welcoming place. Like you are wanted here. We, we want to walk with you. And then it has to be very secured. The doors, the windows, 
access has to be secured and secretive because you don't want those who are seeking to harm them to find them. Now, next, what if you are the victim of domestic violence? Maybe the domestic violence is not going on, but you're still traumatized. Or it is going on. You're trying to figure out how to get out and how to get on with your life. What you can do if you are a victim of domestic violence. Again, I've got eight things written down here. First is be honest. Be honest about the reality of your situation. No more justifying the abuser's behavior. That is a big area of struggle for those who are victims of domestic violence is that tendency to, to justify the abuser's behavior. No more justifying. Acknowledge the reality. This is bad. This is dangerous. This is wrong. Be honest about the reality of the situation. Be honest. This person does not love me. They don't want me. I need out. Second, escape. Escape. The ones who have made it, and I've helped a lot of people over the years escaping domestic violence, help them heal, help them overcome. The ones who have made it, they just disappeared and got to safety. They just vanished from the abuser and got to safety. Some of them went to the streets, were homeless for a while. Some of them went to safe houses, but they just left and they didn't leave a trace behind third call a domestic violence hotline and get one in your phone if that's a safe thing for you to do if your abuser looks in your phone maybe it's safe but at least try to memorize the number of a domestic violence hotline and if necessary call 911 if your life or your children's lives are immediately in danger you gotta you gotta get help right away Number four, call a local church for help getting out. And this is where churches need to be ready for those phone calls. So call a church and just say, help, <laughs> help me, help me, help me, help me, help me now. Number five, see the cycle. If you were, again, see the cycle. If you were abused as a child and now live from one violent relationship to the next one abusive relationship to the next see the cycle and get counseling get help to break that cycle it's not your fault it's just coming from past traumas but a cycle has developed if you tend to go from one abuser to the next and just go to counseling say i've got to break this cycle number six uh, I'm going to give you a couple mantras in six and seven. A mantra is something that you say out loud to yourself every day. For example, hell Mary full of grace, the Lord is with you. So on. That's a mantra that you say out loud. Well, here's and number six, say this mantra daily because you've got to retrain your mind, retrain your thinking. St. Paul talks about in his letter to the church in Philippi and Philippians, he talks about switching our minds from negativity to beautiful and positive thoughts, holy thoughts, good thoughts, godly thoughts, retraining our thinking. So say this mantra to yourself several times a day, daily, until your mind gets it, and it is this. I am loved by my Heavenly Father, and I am worthy of goodness. I'll say that again. I am loved by my heavenly father 
and I am worthy of goodness. Just say this daily until your mind accepts it. Uh, one of the things that I say is, Abba, I belong to you. I say that several times a day. When I start feeling fears coming up, doubts coming up, loneliness coming up, I'll just say out loud, Abba, which is means dad. <laughs> I'll just say that to God. I'll just say, Abba, I belong to you. And that reminds my, me, I'm reminding myself that I am loved, I am delighted in, I am wanted by my creator. Number seven, here's another mantra to say daily. There are good men or women out there and love does exist. So if you're a woman escaping domestic violence or caught in it right now, you can lose your faith in men and think that all men are evil, but we are not all evil. <laughs> some of us have a lot of love to give and some of us uh, are, are, are uh, good to be around and we treat women with dignity and respect. And so if you're a woman in domestic violence, just say this to yourself daily. There are good men out there and love does exist. If you're a man stuck in domestic violence, just say there are good women out there and love does exist. Just say that until your mind gets it. And then finally, number eight, don't give up. Hang on to hope. I've seen so many people able to just to escape the trap of domestic violence and they have healed and they are thriving again in life and they're in good relationships again. Don't give up. Hang on to hope. Here's my final word today. This is going to be some tough stuff to hear, but it's got to be said. First of all, I'm going to speak to abusers. If you happen to be listening and you're guilty either currently of abusing a partner or a spouse or your children. And, and I may talk about child abuse, abuse in the future. I mostly wanted to talk about spousal abuse today. But if you are currently guilty of abusing your spouse or partner or your children, and you are, or you've done it in the past and you have not made things right, this is my word to you is that currently you are acting like a thug. You deserve hell. We all do. But to do violence against someone who is trusting in your love, you deserve hell for that. You are acting in a very evil way. You are acting like a wicked sinner. And there's two things and only two things you need to do right now. First of all, send your victim on their way. Your spouse or partner, you've done the damage, you've traumatized them, you've wounded them deeply. Just say, I'm sorry. And in order to stop this cycle, we should part ways, even if it's temporarily. Because they need the grace to heal and find themselves and you need to get busy getting things right. Secondly, get on your face before God and weep and well. That's what St. James says in his letter of James in the New Testament. He says, weep and well, oh sinner. <laughs> and so if you're guilty of being abuser, you need to get on your face before God and weep and well and beg his mercy and do what you need to do 
to make things right because your soul is in deep mortal danger of hell for abusing and doing violence against one of God's children. Now, a word to female victims. I'll talk to male victims in a moment. But to female victims of domestic violence, whether you have gone through it in the past and you're still traumatized or whether you're currently in a violent, uh, abusive situation, you need to know this. First of all, you are beautiful. I know you've been told you're ugly and that you've been told all kinds of demeaning things, but you are beautiful. You have been attacked by Satan in the form of a partner or spouse. And the scripture says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So it's really Satan who's been abusing you and using someone who's a willing accomplice. And the fact is Satan hates you as a woman. Satan hates you and hates the fact that you are made in God's beautiful and divine image. You are made from goodness for goodness. You deserve to be honored, respected, and loved. You deserve it. You are good the way you are. You are damaged, yes. But the divine image and the good that you are is still there. You deserve love. You deserve to be blessed. And listen to this. You have what it takes to get out, to heal and to love and be loved. It's there. You can tap into it. You have what it takes to start a new and a good life. You are worth it. And I believe in you. Now to the male victims, maybe you're a man and you're a victim. One in seven men are physically assaulted and violently assaulted by their wives or female partners. If you're a male victim of domestic violence, you need to hear this. God made you to be a masculine man. A woman may have crushed your masculinity, but it is still there. You may feel unworthy of a woman's love, but you are worth it. You may feel angry at all women, but there are good women in the world. There just may be a woman waiting for your love and to love you in return, but you must heal first. Heal first. Your heavenly father loves you and desires to heal you. You are worth it. You are a good man with a great heart and so much love to give to the world. You too are created from good for good. You have so much good in you just waiting to get out. It is not fair what happened to you. However, God's grace and mercy is creating a new reality for you that is full of beauty 
and I believe in you. Now, there are many success stories of those who overcame domestic violence. I encourage you to search the Internet for inspiration of people who overcame domestic violence. One that I like is at self.com. That's S-E-S-E-L-F, self.com, where they have an article on eight victims of domestic violence who overcame. And these are beautiful stories. The fact is that Satan hates you because you are made in God's image. So he will seek to destroy you, and sometimes he does it through the closest person in your life. Hmm. He does it through the closest person in your life. However, God is infinitely more powerful than Satan. If you are trapped in domestic violence, then I encourage you to submit to God. Pray for a way out, and when God shows you the way, to dig deep inside and take the way out. There are good women and men in the world, and there just may be one waiting to love you. But you have to heal. You have to overcome so that you can see that person. I encourage you that if you know someone who is experiencing domestic violence, to do the right thing. And to come alongside them and be there. Be there as a healing agent. There was a woman who some time ago had escaped domestic violence and she came to me for help. And she literally would text me every 10 minutes. Hey, Michael, are you okay? And I would text back with a smiley emoji and say, yes, I'm okay. And then she would send a smiley emoji back. And for her, through those beginning stages, for her, if Michael was okay, then I'm okay. She just needed to cling, hang on tight to somebody I happened to be that somebody at that moment. But over time, she texted me less and less. And then there would be days, several days in a row where she wouldn't text me at all. Because she was healing. She was overcoming. And this last week, she said, hey, Michael. Will you help me open a center for women who are victims of domestic violence? I'm like, good job, God, good job. See, God knows how to take brokenness and to make it whole and to bring goodness. And now she's going to help many women in the same situation she was in because God heals us so we can heal others. You see, it's that simple. So I encourage you just to be there. Be a healing agent. Restore justice for those experiencing domestic violence in your neighborhood healing the broken right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.